Good morning, church. Thank you for that lovely welcome. Wow. Pastor Dustin, you don't even get clapping applause on Sundays. Just going (laughs) to throw that one out there. (laughs) Okay. Hold your horses, please. How's everybody doing? Like Pastor Dustin said, I am really excited and I am also so nervous, but that's okay. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Happy Mother's Day to those of you who are like moms in our lives. Mom, aloha. Happy Mother's Day. My parents are enjoying a much-deserved Hawaiian vacation, so I hope that you're enjoying your day on the beach. Like Pastor Dustin, she said she'd be up this morning, just to clarify, because she's still on California time. Um, Pastor Dustin did ask me to share this morning and to close out our Hot Mess series that we have been in for the last couple weeks. And we have been talking about hot mess in our families, so how to respond to them when they seem chaotic, and we are at our wit's end, and how to handle them in our jobs, what the Bible says about work, the work that we do, our perspective on it, and how to respond Um, in order to keep the peace, which is hard sometimes. In our schedules, practical steps to take when your schedule seems like a hot mess and how we can keep the main thing in our schedule the main thing. And this morning, we are going to close out with faith. So before we dig in, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for this opportunity to be up here this morning to share with my community and our people. Um, And would my words actually be your words, God? Would you just um, open our hearts and our minds this morning? In your name we pray. Amen. So faith isn't something that we can physically see, but we can see the outcomes of our faith. I'm going to go out on a limb and think that a lot of us have been to summer camp or maybe know about the trust fall. You know, when you go up to your friend and you say, trust fall, and you fall backwards, and you are really actually hoping that your friend catches you um, and that you don't just hit the ground and get hurt. I think sometimes we need to do that with Jesus. Have you ever done that with Jesus? When was the last time that you pulled a trust fall on God? Say, I trust you cross your arms, and go. My own faith has grown through the yeses that I have said and also the noes that I have said. I think most of you know that I am the no person in my house, that Pastor Dustin is the yes guy. My immediate response to most things is no. No, you can't do that. No, I can't join that team. No, I don't want to do that. No, we shouldn't be doing that. No, I don't want to have a baby. No, we should not, should not get a dog. No, I don't want to go back and have my husband work on staff at a church. No, no, no. But let's talk about all the yeses that I have said. Yes, I will marry you. (laughs) Yes, I will join the women's ministry team. Yes, let's go off birth control. Yes, with an eye roll, let's get a minivan. (laughs) Yes, let's go for a hike. Yes, I will go on that Mexico missions trip. Yes, let's move to a rainy state. (laughs) Yes, I want to be your friend. 
And most of you have heard about the biggest leap of faith that I have ever done, but you haven't heard my perspective of the story. And actually, Pastor Dustin touched on this last week without even knowing that I would be digging into this story a little bit um, this morning as well. And this really began in 2017. So 2017 wasn't that long ago, five-ish years ago. Um, But here are some of the top trends that were hot in 2017. Mermaid hair. Do you guys remember mermaid hair? All all the shades going on in there. Lip plumper. Guys, you probably don't know about that, but lip plumper was a big deal. I did not do this situation, but I did have a lip gloss that plumped my lips. Um, Do you remember pom-poms on shoes? They, like, took up your whole foot. That was a really big deal. This is kind of when rose gold started to come out, and also my short hair. Most of you haven't seen this, but I did have short hair for a really long time. It's, I, it was short, it was good, it was, it was good, it was a good season. Um, in 2017, I worked full-time at Nordstrom, and at this point, I was managing two departments, I managed at-home and women's activewear. So one department, we sold household items, sheets, towels, vases, anything that would be decorative in your home. And then also women's activewear. So that's the yoga look. That is swimwear, anything that women would wear out and about, basically, the mom uniform. The short version of my job was to sell stuff, and really, usually pretty cute stuff. I was hiring and firing, um, and also my goal was to help my team be successful. And as a company, Nordstrom had just gone through some pretty big changes. It wasn't my favorite place to be at this point. I had started working at this particular store with one really, really cool boss, and He left, and I got a new boss who lived at work, and I did not. I had a life outside of those four walls of Nordstrom. Don't get me wrong. I still love this company, but it wasn't my favorite place to be anymore. I had grown up shopping in this store, and now I was shopping there with a discount, which is a girl's dream. I really miss that discount. It just means I shop there less. Sad day. (laughs) Um, But as managers, we were supposed to close the store one-ish nights a week. And that's what I was doing on this particular day when Pastor Dustin called. Now, he had worked at church for eight years at Creekside and had actually stepped down from his position and had started working with his dad. And he shared a little bit about that last week. Um, And he had been with his dad for about 13 months running his office at this construction um, company. Before that, we had hit a rough patch at church, and it was just time to take a break from ministry. And even though he wasn't on staff, he was still pretty involved in what was going on. But I loved the fact that he had a nine-to-five Monday through Friday job running an office. It's pretty easy. He could leave his work at work. Okay, so 2017, I am at work. It's late in the afternoon. 
and he calls. And I was in the stock room, so I could actually answer my phone. Hey, love. He said, I have something I'm going to ask, and I need you to hear me out. My stomach dropped. My heart is out of my chest. What is he going to say? He said, Pastor Terry wants me back at Creekside Church. Creekside Church wants me back. Before I could let him finish, I said, no, 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 no. The rest of the convo is uh, a pretty big blur. I can't tell you what I was wearing that day, great black leggings and a black t-shirt and a hot pink North Face vest, but I cannot tell you all the words that were happening in that conversation. But what I do remember is him asking me, do you trust me? There was a really long, long pause. I knew in my heart of hearts, yes, of course I trust you. I can't do ministry again. I'm going to be pretty vulnerable this morning and say that. I did not want to be back in ministry. I didn't want the long hours, the crazy hours, the work whenever people call hours, the plan events and make sure you have people in place. And if you don't have people in place, then it's you. I didn't want to be single parenting on nights when he worked late. I just wasn't ready to be back. But he was a million percent ready to be back. He was ready to back in, jump back into all the fun, all the relationship building, being in the classrooms, being crazy with kids. He was ready. But I told him, I trust you. And at this point, I have tears running down my cheeks. I trust you. And I trust that if this is where God is leading us, I will go. And I will follow you because you are a good and wise leader. I will follow you because you are in tune with what God wants for our family. But, and this is a really big but, know that I am going kicking and screaming and my heels are in the mud, but I will go. So there's a lot that happens in between this story from 2017 and where our lives are today. Clearly, we're back in ministry. But I am so thankful that I took that huge leap and said, I trust you. So I didn't want my husband to be back on staff at a church. I said I trusted God, but looking back on this time, I don't think that I really did. God and I had a lot of words. Most of them were, why? Why are we going back to this place? Why are you putting my family through this? Why am I going to have to single parent so many nights? Can't you find someone else to do this job? Why do you need us? Can't we keep this balance that has been working out so well for us? Well, Pastor Dustin went back on staff, and he thrived and continues to, to thrive. And in turn, I had a very, very slow change of heart. But I knew if my husband was happy, that our family would be happy. And looking back, I can see the huge leap of faith I took in God and my husband. And my husband 
rewarded me with this just a few short months later. Pastor Dustin took his own ginormous leap of faith. It was that year that I got the best birthday gift a girl who worked long hours in retail could ask for. I got Dusty Bucks. One of them, definitely not my minivan, one of them said, put in your two weeks. I lost it. And this time in a good way. It was one of the best things he could ever give me. I would finally have my dream of being home with my girls. I could be more involved with church. I could go on coffee dates with friends. I could volunteer in my kids' classrooms. I could shop whenever I want, but actually not really because we're moving from a two-income to a one-income, so that was out of the question. I got to be more involved in women's ministry. I got to hang out with teens, pick up kids from school. There were a few teens that I was mentoring at this time, and I had more time in my day to be able to hang out with them. So here's the deal. I took a huge leap of faith and trusted and said yes to working back in ministry. And the gift I got in return was getting to leave the retail world behind. Now, I'm not saying that you're always going to be rewarded right away with leaps of faith and that you're going to grow and you will grow and stretch in ways that we probably don't even know or see that are happening. And usually we don't see the whole plan, but just that next step in front of us. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that. If I hadn't said yes in 2017, I don't think we would be here today. If we hadn't said yes, I wouldn't have had the opportunities to lead in places that I have led, to grow my faith, to be involved with Bible studies, or even gone deeper with friends. I wouldn't have had the chance to work at Parks and Recreation, really cool place to work, or really get to know my friend Erin. I wouldn't have had the capacity to watch a friend's kids or spend time with extended family. So taking steps back and seeing our lives from 20,000 feet above is easier than being in the moment. In the moment, it's overwhelming, and the what-ifs start to fly in, and so do all of those why questions. But it's in these fiery moments that we are refined, and these are usually the moments and times that we're calling out to God the most. Doesn't that suck? Like, really suck. Why have I not learned as a seasoned believer to be calling out to God on the mountaintops and not just in those valleys? A few months ago, we heard from Pastor Chris about how God can handle our questions. And he can, and he wants to hear our questions. And there are great examples in the Bible of men and women who took huge leaps of faith. We have Abraham and Moses, Ruth and Rahab and David, and there are so many all throughout this book. So in Psalms 13, we're going to go back and forth this morning between Old Testament and New Testament, but we're going to start in Psalms um, 13, actually, sorry. In Psalms 13 says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me? Agony in my mind every day. How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me an answer. Lord, my God, restore the brightness to my eyes. 
Otherwise, I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. So if and when our faith is a hot mess, what do we need to do? Number one, and I have three points this morning. Number one is have words with God. Yell at God, be frustrated at God, praise God, take all of your words to God. He can handle it. These words are called prayer. It's our easiest and closest weapon and tool that we have. And what is prayer? One of my friends described prayer as communication with God. It's that simple, communication with God. And if you're in the women's Bible study, we are currently digging into prayer. And if you're not and would love to join us, come talk to me after service. This is a great plug for women's Bible study. Or talk to Jamie or Ashley. Um, We have been digging in how to pray, giving adoration and honor to God, prayers of thanksgiving and petition, talking to God even though he already knows what we're going through. And we're digging into scriptures that are challenging us and encouraging us to talk it out with God. Matthew 6, so we're going to the New Testament, Matthew 6, 5 and 6. It says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. In Job chapter 22 Verse 27, the first half of that verse says, you will pray to him and he will hear you. He hears us. So take the time to talk to God alone in a quiet place. Okay, moms, quiet place. I know, that's very relative. And it's hard to find those quiet places. I love it, perfect timing. I'll pay her later. It is hard to find those quiet places and pray. But guess what? It's biblical. So tell your significant other, it's biblical. I need my quiet place. Sometimes it's the obvious hiding spots that are the best. Do you guys ever hide in obvious places from your kids? I mean, you could just literally be standing around the corner and they will not see you. For me, it's my garage or my closet. Those are my two hiding places. Please do not tell my kids because I don't want them to go there first. But find your quiet place. And it doesn't have to be for a long time. You know, just a few minutes here and a few minutes there. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. But go find your quiet place. Number two, do the trust fall. Trust God. With faith, a huge part of this is trust. I don't think we can have faith without trust. Trust in our Heavenly Father, trust in the situation, trust in our healthy community around us. And this isn't everybody, but the healthy people around us. And God, God has never let me down. 
I have failed. I know it's hard to believe, but yes, I have failed. Pastor Dustin has failed. Our community has failed us. But God has never failed us. He won't. God led us through that challenging time in 2017 when Pastor Dustin called and said, I want to go back. When he switched from his 8 to 5, Monday to Friday job. God's not going to leave you. Let's look at Saul, who later had his name changed to Paul. So we're going to look at Saul and Ananias in the book of Acts. And that is in chapter 9 in the book of Acts. And a little background on Saul. He was killing followers of Jesus. Saul wasn't following God, but instead was seeking out followers and killing them. Saul was traveling to Damascus, and the Lord spoke to him and called him out on what he was doing. And after the Lord called Saul out for persecuting Christians, the Lord took away his sight. So in Acts chapter 9, verse 10, there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, here I am, Lord, he replied. Get up and go to the street called Straight, the Lord said to him, to the house of Judas, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, since he is praying there. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and placing his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard from many people about this man. How much harm has he done to your saints in Jerusalem? And he has the authority from here to the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to the Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Okay, this is a really big ask. The Lord is asking Ananias, who knows? Ananias, who knows Saul is a killer of Christians. The word is spread about him through all the land. And the Lord's saying, Ananias, I need you to go to this guy. And Ananias is so in tune with the Lord that he is willing to do that trust fall, to go. So in verse 17, Ananias went and entered the house. He placed his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road you were traveling, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. At once, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. This is huge. Huge. Ananias was willing to do the trust fall, and so was Saul. Saul didn't have to go where the Lord told him to go. He could have stayed with his posse of people and probably would have stayed blind for the rest of his life. Ananias could have stayed safe in his house, but instead risked his life to go be with Saul. Big changes happened for both men that day. Number three. This is three. This is three. Go all in. Say the big yes. If I hadn't said yes to a minivan all of those years ago, I wouldn't have been able to watch my friend's kids so that she could work, and she wouldn't have been able to watch Avery while I went to work. If I hadn't said yes to going off of birth control, we probably wouldn't have had kids. 
if I hadn't said yes to going on a hike with Aurora and her cousins, I wouldn't own hiking boots, and I would be missing out on awesome views. And more than that, I would be missing out on really great conversations. If I hadn't said yes, I trust you, and more than that, I trust God, we probably wouldn't be living here. We wouldn't be in this awesome church and this awesome community of believers. Noah said yes to God to build an ark when his community thought he was crazy. David said yes to God when God said, go fight that giant Goliath. Esther said yes to God when he asked her to talk to the king about her people. And let's look at some other people in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 18. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, Jesus, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Verse 21, going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus asked these guys, Simon, Andrew, James, and John, to give up their fishing business and follow him. They said the big yes when they decided to leave their families and money on the line to follow this guy to share their faith and grow the church. Jesus isn't necessarily calling us, calling all of us to leave everything behind, but he usually asks us to leave something behind and make room for the new growth that he's doing. We have to prune our lives. The yes to something usually means putting something on hold or cutting something else out. When Pastor Dustin and I decided to move to Washington, it meant we had to purge and pack our house. It meant saying goodbye to friends and not necessarily a goodbye forever, but a see you later kind of. It didn't mean that we were cutting them out, but we had to make room for new friends that we would make here. It's hard, but it has definitely given us room for new relationships. And each of these people in the Bible grew their faith and were also rewarded. The growth is worth it. The refining is worth it. It's hard work, but it is worth it. I want to be a stronger follower of Jesus. I want to be an example for my community and not a perfect example, but a real and consistent example of what it means to step out in faith. When we feel that our faith is a hot mess, we need to talk it out with God, do a trust fall, and say the big yes with God. It's worth it. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for giving us the free will to choose you. And you are so good to us and we are so thankful for your goodness. God, would you just, would you challenge us this week with these words to trust you, to grow our faith? Would you grow us, God, in ways that we could have never known? Make our hearts and our lives ready. We're so ready to follow you all the days of our life, God.
In your name we pray. Amen.